Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Do you bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Birds 365, hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. And here we go, here we go. Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50 plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack. And join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Go! And a good Monday morning, Birds Nation. Appreciate you streaming on in here on Birds 365. A schedule week going to be exciting on Thursday, or is it? I'll get to that in a second. Uh, Jody Mac, Johnny Mac, McMullen, and McDonald here with you for the next two hours. Got two good guests coming your way. Our bud, Jeff Kerr from CBS Sports, less than 20 minutes from now. And in hour number two, <clears throat> the Motty Man, Rob Motty from Associated Press going to jump on in with us so uh do not leave the stream uh johnny mac on friday you got to do something you hadn't done in a while head on over to the novacare complex to see something other than the panderer in chief uh trying to make a statement with his uh wardrobe and or howie roseman's falling short in attempts of humor not falling short with the movies he's making he's very good at that but howie playing the chuckle hut this week probably not happening no you actually got to see guys Playing football. Not By the way, you bring up, hey, real quick, you bring up Pander and Chief. Hey, Nick hasn't done that, man. He's had two opportunities to wear Sixers gear. Just straight Eagle stuff, huh? Yeah, he's not doing it anymore. He's feeling himself. He doesn't need the Pander anymore. Oh, you think that's what it is? I don't know. I don't know. But That was not one of the questions put to Nick Sirian? It was not. Where's Garb? It was not. Uh, uh, Maybe we should have. So uh, uh, Zach did ask him. Zach Berman asked him about, uh, you know, do you learn anything from the Sixers run? Yeah. so he did get asked about the Sixers, but he didn't get asked about the garb. Didn't, the garb. No, no clothing questions. Huh? I just put it out there for a laugh. I wasn't really all that concerned about it. But... I, I was just thinking about it. I, I had to 
think back, I had to look at uh, pictures. Uh, yeah, he was not. It was just straight Eagles gear. And I didn't see any. I didn't see any questions uh, him handling this week. But I remember the previous time he had just an Eagle T-shirt, and I said, "Oh, Panda in Chief taking a pass on uh, trying to ingratiate himself somewhere." But that's come on. That's besides the point. The Eagles were actually on the field, or at least some Eagles were on the field. Guys who are temporarily Eagles, or at least being paid to come in and try out to be Eagles this week with the rookie mini camp. Uh, anything of value? I know the action and activity is limited. Uh, there were some positional decisions that were made, at least on a short-term basis. What did you get out of the short-term look you got at the Eagles or potential <clears throat> Eagles that were working out Friday uh, down to Novocare? Uh, you know, we got 15 minutes, so it's exciting. You know, I did learn what, yeah, back in the day we used to watch, we used to be able to watch the entire, uh, practice and rookie mini camp um no more um so it's you know it's really difficult in fact i asked nick like how you know you're out there for 45 minutes out there were i think 19 tryout players you know how do you gauge those players he gave an interesting answer but it's really really difficult and you know you're just trying to get people um sort of you know, initiated to the way they do things, the way they practice. I mentioned the meetings are a big deal. You know, I thought Nick kind of fumbled with the Jalen Carter conditioning questions. Uh, I got in trouble for that Jody, over the weekend. Um, you know, he should have just shut it down, right? Because he ultimately shut it down. Like he went through the weeds like three and he kept saying he kept, bringing up the entire teams. Nobody's ready to go on May, whatever it was at that time, May 5th. And he's right. Nobody's ready to go on May 5th. Maybe Devin Allen's ready to go. I brought that up. I mean, he's winning the pen relay, so maybe he's <laughs> ready to go. But not too many people are ready to go. Um, so there's no issue. And he said, you know, at the very end, he said, no concern whatsoever with Jalen Carter's conditioning level. That's where he should have started. But he went in the weeds and he was talking about seven-on-seven seven drills, and I'm like, what the hell is seven-on-seven? Jalen Carter's never going to be in a seven-on-seven seven drill. He's a defensive lineman. He just got in the weeds. It just I, I thought it was a mistake. Um, you know, people got upset like that because I didn't have the pom-poms out, Jody. Um, so, I, I mean, look, he looks good to me. I mean, he carries his weight well, you know, He's 315 pound guy, but he's not, you know, he looks in, in, in fine shape. I don't think it's going to be an issue. I understand why it's got to be raised because he showed up to his pro day out of shape and he wasn't able to finish drills. It's these are legitimate questions. Yep. But ultimately when I think he gets into an NFL building, which he's in now in an NFL strength and conditioning program, I, I think he'll be fine. Uh, but it's something to keep an eye on. I mean, I brought up the Sixers. We're eight years into Joel Embiid or something there, and we're still talking about conditioning with Joel Embiid and big spots. Um, you know, so it's something to keep an eye on, uh, um, and, and I think it's fair, but can't gauge much. Um, and, 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 you know, it's just the start. It's the kickoff point. It's the foundation for how they do things, basically. 
more so to me, I thought intriguing, um, more so than his conditioning. And I think the Eagles have, and you can speak to this better than I can. Um, I think the Eagles have one of the better training and conditioning staffs in the National Football League. Uh, if a guy isn't quite up to snuff in uh, the end of the first week of May, oh, they'll get him there by uh, the second week of September when the game gets underway. I have faith in that. And we asked the same thing about Jordan Davis last year. And I thought Jordan Davis was in fine condition by the first game of the season. He got hurt. Do I think that has anything to do with his conditioning that compromised his first year? I don't know that. So I think they did a good job of getting, because the same questions were asked about Davis last year to being asked this year of their first round defensive lineman from Georgia being picked. Eagles, the, the, the training staff and his teammates will get him ready. He'll be uh, in uh, condition and ready to go by the first week of the season. What I thought was more interesting was Adam Schefter reported last week that uh, the Eagles first round draft pick had called them before the draft that yeah, he not a good his... week for Adam. Oh, for two. <laughs> so you don't believe that you, you no. think Schefter got bad information or flat out made that up. I, I don't think he made it up. Um, I, I, I think, you know, uh, first of all, you know, he said these things on it and he said the Gannon thing on a radio show. He said them both on a radio show. So, you know, he's kind of uh, speaking ex, ex, extemporaneously. He's not reporting things. He's just talking about the team. I'm sure at one point. Whoa, 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 whoa. Time out, Jody Mack. Saying something on a radio show is not reporting it? No, no. I try to and and I try to be very very clear. Johnny, I'll try time. not to spit on any of your reports, but you're spitting on my livelihood here. I'm just alerting no, I, you. I'm saying I'm saying I'm saying you're speaking. Uh, I, I, there's a difference between officially reporting someone something as a as a journalist and and going on the radio and talking about a team and and talking about things you've heard and talking. I try to make that clear here. When I say things, sometimes I say I'm not reporting that. You know, that's my thought. That's my speculation. I'm sure Jalen Carter told somebody at some point he'd like to play for the Eagles. I'm sure that's what Adam heard. Did he call him before the draft? I mean, that would be weird, number one. Um, and I don't know the exact wording, to be honest, of what he said. But, yeah, Jalen was asked about it. And he said, <laughs> I don't remember that. He didn't seem to be lying. Um, so, you know, and, and the Gannon stuff we talked about, it's, it's you know. Before we get to the Gannon stuff, I, I, I want to further uh, tie down this point. I don't know this. I probably should know this. Maybe you do. Maybe you don't. Are players allowed to call teams in a world in which we deal with tampering every single day? The Eagles actually benefited from tampering of the Arizona Cardinals and got their, their draft pick moved up because the Cardinals broke the rule. Are the players allowed to talk to teams? Are teams allowed to talk to the players? Certainly, whoever makes the call would be the one who would in, uh, start the process. But are they allowed to? Could that have possibly been it that someone told Jalen Carter, listen, you weren't supposed to call the Eagles. Ixnay on the call the Eagles, A, eh? we're not going to admit to that or cop to that if it's against the rules. Um, You know, it's interesting. I'll check into that. Um I, I I would say it's more problematic from the team standpoint. They Agreed. have limitations. Um, um, 
but I don't even know that. And in this world of Zoom and all that kind of stuff, you know, you get somebody's number, you text them, whatever. Um, it happens all the time. Um, you know, I, it, Drew, Drew Rosenhaus uh, has, has a long history with the Eagles. I think it was well known that, you know, and that's where those initial reports came out of when he wasn't uh, allowing Carter to take meetings elsewhere outside the top 10. Everybody knew the Eagles were interested in Jalen Carter. So part of it is, like, why would you need to, <laughs> uh, number one? Um, but secondly, just the logistics of it, I, I think that was more the issue. Um then, you know, maybe they texted at some point and said, um, hey, I'd love to play for you. Um, or, you know, he probably might, might have done it with the entire top 10. Who knows? Hey, I'd love to play for you, Chicago. Yeah. I'd love to play for you, Seattle. I mean, it, I don't think it's a big story either way, but just the way he reacted to it, it didn't seem like he was um, – you know, there's, there's, you know, it was like an automatic no. It was like it wasn't even thinking about it. And remember, he's a 21 year old kid. You know, maybe it's a little bit more difficult if you got your hand caught in the cookie jar. And I don't even, I don't even, maybe I don't even know if he did. I think it's a big nothing burger from both ends of the spectrum. But I, yeah, I, I mean, it was pretty clear he didn't make that call for whatever it was described and that's fine i mean who cares i i well, here's, I mean, here's why we care john and uh neither you nor i apparently know the answer are the rules against it if there were then there could be some action taken by the league because they have decided all of a sudden after years of allowing teams to tamper and you've done the combine before it's the bigger t biggest tamper fest you've ever seen and the nfl just turns a blind eye to it and lets general managers talk to agents who are representing free agents oh we're not talking about him we're talking about the other guy when you know full well they're talking about players they're not supposed to be talking about all of a sudden the nfl has got very sensitive toward tampering to the Eagles benefit this year. And if uh, he did make a phone call and he did talk to the Eagles and there are rules specifically. Yeah, that would place. be a bad look for the Eagles. I would tell you after, you know, complaining about tampering. Exactly. Um, yeah. I, I mean, but, but who are you tampering? At? He doesn't belong to anybody. So I, I, I don't know how much he can do about it. Um, well, but again, we know the NFL has certain rules in place with the team calling the player, and you could defend yourself by, well, he doesn't belong to anybody. We can put any calls we want. What do you mean we can't call them? So the I mean, NFL does have rules that limits the communication between players and teams before the actual draft. Yeah, and there's weird, you know, like obviously top 30 visits are top 30. They're limited to 30. Yeah. Um, but you have all these Zoom visits now. It's a different world. Um when it comes to that kind of stuff and it, it, when it, when, when you're talking about a player or talking about a team, I mean, let's say, let's pretend that Jalen Carter made the phone call and said, I want to play for you Eagles and, and Seattle takes him at number five. Well, you're shit out of luck. There's nothing you can do. I mean, you know, uh, did he, I, I think, you know, Philadelphia gets excited over, uh, 
and not everybody, but I think a lot of people get excited. You saw it with Micah Parsons wearing a Tyrese Maxey jersey. Yeah. They get excited about players who they think want to play here. And I think that's part of it as well. Um, you know, Devontae Smith's still a Celtics man. Uh, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter. Well, Micah plays, Parsons plays both ways. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Micah Parsons is a Sixers fan. Mike Trout is an Eagles fan. How'd that work out? People have been talking, oh, he wants to play for the Phillies. Maybe he wants to play. We can't. All right. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, if, if you grow up in an area and you like a team or maybe you like a team for whatever reason. I, Jalen Hurts is a Houston fan. I hate to break it to you. Astros fan. Um, who cares? Uh, ultimately, he could want to play for the Eagles, and I think that gets people jacked up. But if, if, if again, Seattle or anybody else in between, Detroit, Chicago, all right, well, they got your rights. There's not much you can do unless you have the number one overall pick and say, lobby them and say, you should take me. You should not take Bryce Young. Then maybe it could mean something. And we know for a fact that Jalen Carter is going to be here a minimum of five years. Uh, oh, wait, maybe I shouldn't say that. If he can stand a straight now, he's going to be here the minimum of five years. And he did uh, get his first Eagle workout in. One quick note before we get our first guest up. Jeff Kirk is going to join us coming up in a couple seconds. About the some people are more into and make a bigger deal about something like a Michael Parsons in a jersey for the 76ers and the like. Here's one that I absolutely positively don't get. You and Ruben Frank are even more uh, outspoken about this than I am. I actually do note the jerseys that the Eagles wear and uh, the matching of the shirts and the pay. I don't like tie it to the outcome of the game. Oh, the Eagles lost because they were in there. Jo- no, 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 no. I'm not doing that. But I do take note of it. And uh, there are certain jerseys I like better, color combinations I like better. And then you play the game, and that's all that matters. You guys don't even care. Ruben's famous quote of five minutes after the game, I couldn't yeah, tell you what uniform they were I'm wearing. I'm 100% with Ruben. I, on that. Understood. I, I'm not far from you guys. I'm a little bit more in tune than, than you two. But what I care about almost nil is player numbers. And because the Eagle players showed up this week and the workout plan, the undrafted uh, free agents that were signed and those that were actually drafted were assigned numbers. I don't care about a player. When I was a kid, and we're talking 50 years ago, I really care. I could tell you the starting lineups numbers of every single player on all the teams that I root for. Now, just pick any Eagle offensive starter, John McMullen. Pick one. Uh, Jalen Hurts. I get. don't know what his number is. I you really do. don't. I honestly am telling you, I don't know what number Jalen Hurts wears. I don't pay attention to it a little bit. Number one, to... baby. Number one. Oh, that's right. He's number one. He changed he, from number two. He right. He used originally... to be number two, so now he's number one. Shoot, yeah. I should have known that just because of that. But recalling off the top of my head the video of him dropping back – I'm watching the ball. I'm watching the offensive line. I'm watching his eyes. I'm not watching his number. I don't care no, I'm what with number you. he wears. You know, I'm I'm with you uh, almost 100%. There's certain guys I know what their number is just because they're such big stars. It's thrown into your face. I'm with you. When I was young, I used to know, like, Everybody's I'm a big number. Julius serving guy. So when he came here, it was all about six for me. I was a big Reggie Jackson guy, so it was all about 44. And what, what um, number did Doc wear as a net? 
32. Correct. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. Um, and you're right. And I started to think about, I also used to love all-star games when I was a kid and I, I hate them now. I legitimately hate them now. <laughs> it's not even about uh, being, at, 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 you know, apathetic. I hate them. And I'm like, what changed? What changed? And I'm like, I was a kid. I didn't realize it was stupid. It yeah, looked cool. Same here. It's for kids, uh, all-star games. It's not for adults because you figure out what nonsense it is. Um, so same thing with numbers. I was into it as a kid as well. Now I could care less. And by the way, for the people that like jerseys and, and they want to get you, be very wary of these early numbers because – you know, you only have a certain amount of numbers, and if you want to buy somebody's jersey, they might change it when they cut oh, yeah. down to 53. So be very, very wary. I remember when I first got to cover uh, Randy Moss, who turned into obviously a legend, he wore 18 uh, in training camp um, and ultimately ended up as 84. And everybody's like, uh, they're all buying Moss jerseys, 18, 18, and bang. 84. Uh, and that's the number he made famous out there. Um, so be very wary, like Nolan Smith. You know, I felt bad for Nolan Smith because, you know, he was four at Georgia. He's got this nice four chain, number four. Can't have four here yet. He might talk to Jake Elliott, might want to give him some bucks of that uh, signing bonus. Who knows? But right now he's three. Um, and if you want to buy a Nolan Smith jersey, you know, just pump the brakes. Wait till little, the 53 at least. Be a little patient. For those of us who uh, bought Harry Roseman's explanation of Jalen Hurts, tremendous inexpensive backup the night that they draft him while everyone else was losing their mind. And the few the proud said, well, I kind of like the pick. Uh, if you bought that number two jersey, yeah, yeah, one year, and he's going to be thought of as number one for the Eagles for many years to come. But you can still rock that number two jersey down at the Eagle game. People are going to look at you like, what the hell is he doing? Wearing by the way, two? I always, you know, for people that do want jersey advice, always buy the throwback. Then you don't have to worry about it. That's very true. Yeah, locked into that one if the guy has uh, since retired. Uh, not retired, John McMullen, nor Jody McDonald, or Jeff Kerr from CBS Sports, who's going to join us next on one day edition here on Birds 365. Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. For the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit. And the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes go to get your parlay on go to get your party on go for the scene go for the screens go for the gallery go for the win go to ocean visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit the greatest fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, 
official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust, and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left, fake a mama. Mama, go. Oh, mama! She did it. Again, you can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. McMullen and Jody McDonald, your Mac and Mac Birds 365 guys. We are joined by our bud from CBSSports.com, Jeff Kerr, to jump in with us and get schedule week underway. Except maybe not, Jeff Kerr. Did you read Peter King's Monday morning quarterback column this morning where he said they will probably release the schedule, but the whole 24 to 48 hour presentation of the schedule on the NFL Network might not come off as planned because they're still tinkering with the schedule three days out. Really? They've had all offseason to figure this out with three days to go. They're going, yeah, sorry, NFL Network. We haven't quite finished yet. What do you make of that? So I was the guy who put it out on, I think it was Thursday or Friday. Does anybody realize that the NFL actually announces their schedule release date with all their programming and they haven't done that yet? And, some people were like, well, they wait till the week of. I'm like, no, they don't. This, this usually comes out. The only report we have is Schefter saying it was May 11th. That's because the league probably told them that was the tentative release date. I'll tell you what the issue is, Jody and John. It's this year for the first time, and I think King might have pointed this out too, Fox isn't guaranteed to get, and CBS isn't guaranteed to get, where their conferences – road team they get that game it's a free-for-all now so i think that's what the debate is who's getting the chiefs who's getting the cowboys who's getting the eagles who's getting these big market teams and they, they haven't fully decided that that yet that's usually set in stone yeah i think uh jody's jets and uh lamar jackson screwed it up as well because now the jets are are relevant and and they're going to be a big national television team and so are the Ravens, maybe a little bit to a lesser degree. Whereas, if, you know, they didn't pull it off. Um, not as exciting. If Lamar doesn't want to play, and all this stuff was unlikely, but still, until it happens, it, 
doesn't happen. And now everybody wants the Ravens. They want the Jets. And that mucks up the works as well. Um, plus, you got the two-game Thursday night uh, rule now as well, Jeff, in that yep. um, teams can play two games on Thursday. And they don't want those Drek games anymore on Thursday night. So teams like the Eagles are probably going to be on Thursday twice. And that's complicating things as well. Um, good or bad for the relevant teams, all this stuff. Yeah, I, I still don't like how – I'm trying to word this as best I can here. I don't like how teams get two games on Thursday nights. If, and only if, they would get that bye week before or you have multiple bye weeks. And I've said before, when the NFL went to a 17-game schedule, I said, can we try the two-bye week thing again like they did in 1993? And they just haven't done it. The NFL, for some – insane reason wants to that they want to go to president's day with football but really is is an extra week or two really going to hurt the product in the long run people are going to watch it like i don't think the nfl cares when the xfl starts or you know when nascar starts or you know the nba all-star game i I just don't think they care about that stuff so i i I don't know it's I, i just wish if you're giving teams multiple thursday night games i think you should get at least 10 days before that game. That's just my opinion. And I don't know this, but my opinion would be the reason they don't want to add another week to the schedule is the most important games you're playing. The biggest is Super Bowl, but then you got championship games. You don't want to be playing them in a cold, wetter city with a conference championship on the line and it being 10 below zero. The, the, the further you push into January, the more likely it becomes that you're going to have that kind of a weather day. And I think the NFL is pushing the envelope. They think as far as they have with their shit, because the Super Bowl used to be played the first and second week of January. It's now into February. So they just continue to add and add and add. So they're getting into worse weather dates. And I don't know that they want to go any further. That would be my one guess. I've never spoken. Well, then never, never reported that uh, from the NFL. No one has ever told me that I've reported in any way, shape, or form uh, that that's the case. But that would be the way. I, that would be my guess as to why they don't want to go to another bye week. This goes back to my theory, too. I, the NFL should start Labor Day weekend or maybe before that. But they won't do that because they don't like Labor Day weekend. They, they tried that in the 90s. And... I liked it, but yeah, I had no problem with it. Did you, did did Johnny Mac, did you have a problem with uh, getting your football season underway on Labor Day weekend? No, no. In fact, I'd prefer it. Um, I'm the same way. I I loved it. I remember summer all Madden would start. They'd be all excited. Oh, you know, happy Labor Day weekend. And to me, Labor Day weekend was awesome because I was a little bummed school started, but the NFL started. So everything was good. Quick story. I'll get to do this very quickly. Uh, one of the best days, funnest days I've ever had in my entire life. I'm on Long Beach Island, which is, for people who don't know, Washington's across the country. It's a town on the Jersey Shore that is almost equidistant between New York people and Philadelphia people. It's right in the middle. So you get yeah. people come down from New York who go to Long Beach Island. People come over from Philadelphia and South Jersey and go to Long Beach Island. It is split right down the middle. I was there on a Labor Day weekend for Eagles Giants in a great sports bar, and man, punches were being thrown, and yep. were being leveled. Ooh, it was yeah. phenomenal. It's Labor Day weekend yeah. on the Jersey Shore, Eagles, Giants, 
in a bar that's filled with half Eagles fan and half Giants fan. One of the most fun afternoons I've ever had in my life. Didn't you, get cut. You, you mean, I tried um, to stay neutral. You mean this is back in the day when people actually talk crap to each other's face? Oh, yeah. Behind oh, avatars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, now it's Twitter. I got a lot of that uh, this weekend, Jeff. By the way, um, I want to give credit to Jody's guy, Peter King. A lot of interesting information from Peter this morning. Uh, one, I like it because this is close to my heart. Um, when he's explaining that he thinks there should be less cheerleading in the media. Um, I'm, I agree with him wholeheartedly there. But boy, he was giving the Eagles flowers. No weaknesses in the same column. No cheer. He was cheerleading for the Eagles. No weaknesses on this Philadelphia Eagles team. I'm not going to go that far. No, I'm not going to go that far either. Did, does he know who plays linebacker for the Eagles right now? That would be my first thought. That would be my first thought. That's a pretty significant uh, weakness. They're a good team, though. Uh, and he did his early uh, power rankings. And the Eagles stand alone in the can't find a weakness category. Uh, at number one overall, then you got uh, Super Bowl contenders, Kansas City, Cincinnati, San Francisco, Buffalo. Um I kind of have no issue with uh, that group of teams. Um, and, and, you know, the Eagles have the far easier road uh, than all the AFC teams, let's be honest. Uh, San Francisco is a very good team, but they don't have a quarterback, and they're collecting quarterbacks to find a quarterback. Um, can't find a weakness versus legitimate Super Bowl contender. Um One's fair, one's probably not. How good is, is this Eagles team better than last year's team? Early thoughts. I think yes. Right now, I would say yes. Just on paper, <clears throat> I, I think the quarterback can be better than he was last year, and he was pretty good last year. Uh, I think I really like their running game, the combination of Rashad Penny and DeAndre Swift. And you run behind that offensive line. I'm still concerned of who the right guard's going to be. I don't think Cam Jurgens is set in stone there, but – you're loaded on the offensive line. I think Nolan Smith can make an impact in a reserve role year one. I think Jalen Carter could actually start week one, if we're going to be quite honest here. I'm a little concerned with the linebacker position. I do like what they did at safety, though. The, the drafting of Cindy Brown, the signing of Terrell Edmonds. I think Reed Blankenship was more than fine last year. Yeah, Slay and Bradbury are a year older, but you still got more depth there. You still got Avante Max. You got Kaylee Ringo. Um I mean, really, the only actual complaint you could have about this football team outside of who's the linebacker is who's the punter, or should Aaron Zippus be the punter? So I would say just judging around the league, looking at other teams, I think Eagles got better. I actually think the Cowboys got better, believe it or not. Um, I don't think the 49ers got any better. I still think they're holding their high heels on, oh, Brock Purdy played. Well, Brock Purdy didn't play because he got hurt because you guys couldn't protect the, you know, him and what the second quarter of that game. I, I it, it's been a blur already, John McMullen. Uh, what, what play? Oh, no, it was six offensive play of the game. So it was the first quarter. Um, but overall, I think the Eagles got better. They were tied in the second quarter. I think that's, people that's, did. That's right. Yeah. On the McCaffrey touchdown. Yeah. So, so I think the Eagles got better. I think Cowboys got better. I think the Chiefs, again, it's hard for them to get better. I think they got younger, but I still think they're really good. Um, 
I'm a little concerned about their offensive line, though, even though they signed Donovan Smith, and they're probably going to move Taylor over to, to right tackle. Uh, I, I think the Bills stayed the same. I think the Bengals are still going to be really good. I, 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 You know what? The Bengals did get better, obviously, because they got Orlando Brown. So I think there's about four or five of the really good teams that got better, but it could be Eagles-Chiefs again. I, it's hard to think that that can happen. I know that's kind of the safe pick, but it wouldn't be surprising me if the Eagles and Chiefs it, – it, it, granted, what, what day is it? May 8th? If they met in the Super Bowl again. <laughs> May 8th. We got Kerr Super. You can't change it either, Jeff. Oh, no. I'm going to change it We're about locked in. five or six times before that. <laughs> and this may be uh, the Negadelphia in me dripping north to the turnpike. People are putting the Jets on a pedestal that I don't know. I know Aaron Rodgers is going to the Hall of Fame. He's an all-time great. I know he had a step-back year last year. If you want to blame it on everybody other than Aaron Rodgers, okay, fine. And I sure as hell know he's better than Zach Wilson. But this is Aaron Rodgers 2023, not Aaron Rodgers 2018 that the Jets are getting. And they're like the fifth choice in the betting markets to win the Super Bowl this year. Like fifth? Overall, really? Does the addition of a 40-year-old quarterback really lift you that quickly, that high, uh, Jeff Kerr? No, I, I'll tell you what. I'll say I this about so. your Jets, Jody. They'll make the playoffs. That's about it. Okay, yeah. Well, how, many teams, good. how many teams in the NFL make the playoffs? Well, they haven't made it since 2010. I was 22 years old. But no, we're, we're talking Super Bowl. We're not talking about improved. I give you improved. There's no question they're going to be improved. But we're talking about holding up the Lombardi Trophy at the end of the year. Did they move that much because no. of the addition of Aaron Rodgers? No. Like, they're <clears> a good <throat> team. I, I, if they would have had a quarterback. Of, if they were in the team. NFC, I think we, we'd yeah. say they're the second best Can I team. petition that? Can they move the Jets yeah. to the NFC right now? Yeah. I'd like I to mean, see they if we the can Seahawks make that happen. Once. Johnny yeah. Mac, you know any way that you can actually see if you can I'd like to done? see it. I'd like to see it, actually, because um, – I don't know who's the second best. Well, San Francisco, uh, but who's number three? I go Dallas right now. Dallas, Dallas I, or Detroit? I, I would, yeah, I would Detroit's go. getting a lot of love. How about Seattle? Seattle. I, I like Seattle. I really like yeah. that team. And as we've seen last year, they were well coached, but they had a ceiling. But John Snyder and Pete Carroll—they know how to draft, and they're definitely yeah. a better team this year. That's for sure. Yeah. Now, you're my go-to Jersey guy. So, you know, I, I Jody and I were talking. I don't, I, don't, I don't care about numbers that much, except, and we mentioned punter, so I'm going to go here. Now, we all knew Aaron Sipas had to give up number eights because uh, Marcus Mariota was coming. Um, and he gave up eight to Marcus. Now, here's the concern if you're Aaron Sipas, and this is will excite Eagles fans. They gave Aaron Sipas number 10, and he has to share that with Tanner McKee early yeah. in the process. That's not a good sign no. when they make you share a jersey. Now, however, Jeff, you know, the punter they brought in, Ty Zettner uh, from Kansas State, they gave him number 49. So that's a random number, too. Yeah. So it's not like they're signaling, oh, Ty's going to be the guy. But I do think it's a signal that, oh, this really is an open competition. 
or am I making too much of numbers, numerology? No, you're not. Well, first off, if you've been on the team for several years, it's not like Marcus Mariota is the starting quarterback here. No. So why, why does Aaron Sippas, the starting punter, keep in mind starting punter, why is he giving up his jersey number to a backup quarterback? Like you said, he's splitting with Tanner McKee. That, 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 that was already the red flag. I, I remember, I think I saw you tweet out the rookie minicamp roster because I was on vacation last week. Well, the end of last week. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Also, Sidney Brown, they couldn't give him a number in the 20s. I, I, I know that's the... Well, other. see, I, I was telling Jody, be careful, Jersey people, because when you cut down to 53, guys will change numbers. Yep. Sydney will probably go into the 20s. But, you know, right now it's your rookie. You got to take what's available. And he starts with number 43. But, yeah, he's going to make the team. And I guarantee he changes his, his, his jersey number. I guarantee it. Who was it that got... I'm trying to remember. There was wasn't there somebody on the team that got a number they haven't used in a couple of years. Um, I, it might I, have been the, it might have been Zach Ertz's eighty six. Uh, uh, Joseph Ingata. That's uh, random. Yeah, Joseph Ingata. We don't have a lot of numbers. Like, with all due respect to Zach Ertz, who was a phenomenal player, better guy. You're not retiring his number. You no, need, no. You need the numbers, so. Yeah, you know. you're running out. Of, well, that's why they want zero. They want to retire more numbers. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you when it becomes a problem, you can really read into it. When someone gets 143, if that's your number, you've got an issue. you got a problem. That's not going to bode well for you going forward. And I can't. I'm sorry. I just don't care about numbers. My buddy BLG, Brendan Lee Gowton, who's very good when he comes on the show with us here on Birch 365 and on my radio show when I read Bleeding Green Nation every day, dedicated an entire column today to the numbers. <laughs> oh, that's what he does. Point. He's good at that. And yeah. he'll, he'll break it down. like He'll be like John McMullen <laughs> here. Oh, you know, two guys share 10. Well, no. <laughs> I'm with Jody usually. I don't care about numbers. Like I, I, I don't care uh, who, who picks what number. But when I see something like that, it does give me an indication that, all right, he's not on sound footing. So I think there's something to a veteran player having to shift his number and then share it with a rookie. I don't think that's a good sign, but only with stuff like that. Um, I've had players say to me, why do you have that number? And they just go, that's the number they gave me. Yeah. Well, they- some guys don't care. Some guy, Like I said, Nolan Smith showed up um friday with this uh really nice number four chain um and obviously he was number four at georgia and he's wearing three right now yeah so like didn't marcus mariota wear a different number last year with the falcons did he i don't know no i think he was no he was eight eight. he was eight you sure about that i don't think so i I know he was eight with the titans prior to but i I think he was something other than i am i am certainly not a hundred percent sure of that because um yeah i don't i will double check for you right now but i'm pretty sure he was eight okay uh which is again uh i if if marcus came in and said i want to be number eight no it looks like he's number one one. good good luck there jody 
It was number one. Like I said, so I don't even know if he decided, he came in and said, I want to be eight. If he was one last year, he didn't think enough of it to make the Falcons as his starting quarterback go, damn it, you got to give me number eight. Unless, of course, like did Steve Bartkowski wear number? I don't even know if the Falcons have ever retired the number eight. Again, who the cares about numbers? Let's talk about football. I I got one for you. So I wrote the... We had to write some jersey number stories for CBS. And I'm like, did you guys happen to see who's wearing seven in Atlanta that hasn't been used since Michael Vick's been there? Um, no. Bijan Robinson. Oh, really? Mm. He's going seven. Yeah, huh? so I had to write that up. Oh, it's the first time someone's no, used man. the number since Michael Vick. You know, we yeah. gotta make a big deal out of it. And by the way, Atlanta's an interesting team uh for me because they have so many good skill position players. Yeah, they um, but they stink. <laughs> I, I, they're, you know, but if they can turn it around, um, with all these players, I mean, they've been doing Bijan, you know, Kyle Pitts, Drake London at the top of the draft. Who else am I missing? Cordaro Patterson. Yeah. I mean, they got playmakers all over the place. Yeah, yeah thousand yard rusher. You're, you're still missing a position there, John, and that's. Quarterback. quarterback, yeah, you gotta have the quarterback in place, don't you? Only skill position you would players are great. If the quarterback's the biggest skill position of all isn't a given, that doesn't bode well. Yeah, you would think. Uh, offensive, defensive line, it's just interesting because if it works, I think more people will be emboldened to go in a different direction. And I think bands are probably excited. I mean, they love the skill position players down. Uh, I'm, I'm sure they're excited down there. I was, a little, I was a little upset, though. I In my dynasty league for fantasy football, I had Tyler Algier and Algier Algier. I forget how they pronounce it, but I got him late last year in, in our rookie draft, and now he's a backup. There's no way he's yeah. playing over Bijan. No, I would <laughs> say that's pretty good. Uh, pretty good bet. Pretty good bet. That's not going to happen. Um uh, what else from Peter? I wanted to ask you. Uh, we did the schedule. We did. Uh, um, he's got the Jets at number nine, uh, Jody, which I think is a, a solid. But they're behind Miami. I don't. I put them ahead of Miami, uh, but that's just me. Uh, Detroit at number six is another interesting team. That's who I wanted because I love Detroit. I like that team too, and you know. Dallas Goddard told me last year, he he doesn't care what anybody says. That's the best team we played, um, talent-wise. And obviously, they struggled early before they kind of figured it out. So, on that hand, I think Detroit is way better than most people realize. You know, they've been picking at the top of the draft for so long. You wake up one day and say, ooh, we've got a bunch of good players. It's kind of what happened to Detroit. However, then I look at this year and I'm like, what are you doing? Uh, uh, Jamar Gibbs at number 12, Jack Campbell at number 18. I don't know how to feel about this team. And, and they had a good draft. They just got players in unorthodox positions. Like, like I, I was yeah, on see, You think they had a good draft. You're not going to hold it against them that they took a running back higher well, than – well, the see, league would take a running back, or they took a linebacker higher than the league would take a running back. You're just judging the players, not whether or not they got value at that position at that spot in the draft. 
Well, that's what I've said on the Detroit radio station. I thought they had a good draft. They're like, well, you're the first one to say that. And I said, but you could have got Jameer Gibbs later. I promise you he'll be at 18. You could have got Jack Campbell later. I promise you he would have been there. And they said, well, you shouldn't think like that because what if they're not there? I'm like, well, then you got to have another plan. But I guess they took the guys they liked. And I think Jack Campbell's going to be a really nice player in the NFL. I just wouldn't have taken him in the first round. But here's the thing that Peter brought up, and I thought it was an interesting point. All right, last season, they had 1,608 rushing yards, four and a half yards per rush, and 22 touchdowns, rushing touchdowns, from Jamal Williams and DeAndre Swift. Why why are you fixing what isn't broken? I think it's a good point. They paid – Montgomery more than Williams got in free agency. What, what, and, and, and obviously Gibbs is probably going to be a better player than Swift. Sorry, Eagles fans. But um, to that degree, why, why are you fixing what isn't broken? I, well, I think that's an and, interesting And Amon Ross St. Brown told me this a month ago when I was talking, we were talking about the Jamal Williams, David Montgomery thing. And he goes, I think it's really understated how big of a leader Jamal Williams was in that locker room. And I said, well, yeah, besides hard knocks, like I'm sure he said, yeah, we're going to miss him in there. But he said, you know, we, we got David, you know, they think he's a better player or they think he's going to be more available to them long-term. And, you know, it's, uh, it seems like they are going to miss Jamal Williams and, you know, their, their loss is the Saints game, but yeah, I agree with you. I, I don't know why they decided, Hey, you know, we don't like DeAndre Swift anymore or we don't want to pay DeAndre Swift or, you know, we, we didn't want to pay Jamal Williams, but we'll pay David Montgomery and we'll transfer. I, I think they they could be more explosive now because of Gibbs, but uh, I, I don't know. It's I, Who's a better pass blocker, Jamal Williams or David Montgomery? That, that's what I'm curious about. Too. Here's the one thing that none of us know for sure, and I think a lot of time people just don't take this into consideration. Was Williams asking for more money than Montgomery? They got Montgomery done. Done. He signed. He's in. Was Williams asking for more money? Didn't get it from Detroit and just sat out there because Montgomery signed first. Williams signed after. <laughs> yeah, he's not worth what he thought he was going to be worth on the open market. Shoot, we 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 go f- between this all the time. CJ GJ. I think he thought he was going to get a hell of a lot more on the open market. The Eagles made the offer that they did. He ends up signing a one-year deal at, at a decent number, but not a great number. Well, we don't know what he was asking from the Eagles. He might have said, no, here's what I'm telling you. You're going to need to sign me. And then when it's not there, you have to go somewhere else. That's that's the way the Williams thing went. That's a fair point, uh, Jody, because, you know, he probably thinks, hey, I scored 17 touchdowns for this stinking team. They should value me more. So that's a good point. That is a good point. It's potentially he, he would have wanted more. And maybe they went in a different direction. They put, you know, who knows? Maybe they put two deals down. Whoever takes it first, um, they'll go in that direction. I do think it's interesting, though, because they were so successful running the football last year with what they had. And part of that, they have a very good offensive line. line. Yeah, Very good. I I would argue they're top three, top five in the league. Yeah. Um, I was spouting that week one. Uh, I said, woof, that group. And I didn't even realize how good Panay Sewell was going to be at that time. And he, was mean, a, he, is, he was a stud last year. Yeah, he is. He is an unbelievable player. Overall, I like what they're doing, but 
I can't get behind their first round thought process. I cannot. It, it's um, very unorthodox. It, it would have been great in 1995. Yeah. And I think Gibbs is overrated. That's why I don't necessarily. I, I, I had him as a borderline first or second round pick. He goes that high. Whether it's the Lions or anybody else, I would have said, uh, if you're taking him that high, you're not going to get the kind of value that you should for using that high a pick in the draft. All right. Uh, Eagle Johnny was down there uh, on Friday. Rookie camp. Some people already questioning the condition of their first round draft pick because he's as big as he is. And everybody wants to know because he had the pro day that didn't go as well as expected, couldn't finish uh, the drills and the like. Should there be concern? Is this a legit question? I think it's a legit question, but is it just like, can we inquire about this or are there serious red flags about this? How do you take the Eagles' number one draft pick and his conditioning at this stage of the year, Jeff Kerr? I'm not worried about it now. Um, this is a problem when they get the pads on when they're doing nonstop drills for an hour, 15, hour, 30 minutes, uh, and he's gassed. I might be a little bit more concerned, but I think it's fair to ask him about what he's doing to fix his conditioning or what happened during that pro day and, you know, obviously all the other incidents aside. But I, I think it's fair to ask him, but I'm not going to expect anything now. Um, come July or August, maybe I think it could be a problem. But I mean, the guy's got three months. I, I mean, the guy was in tremendous shape at Georgia. I don't see why he would be out of shape now. Yeah, he doesn't look out of shape either. Just no, from he, a he, he did not cosmetic standpoint, but you know, it, it, it's not cosmetic. NFL level conditioning is uh, a lot more than that. Um, with rookie camp, we we got to see a little bit of of, of the top picks, Nolan Smith, obviously, along with Jalen Carter, uh, but also, and you mentioned Sidney Brown. Um, Tyler Steen did start at right guard. Again, there's 43 people there. So, But that to me is the most interesting pick because I keep going back to Brandon Brooks and, and Isaac Sayamalo. The Eagles want size at that position. He's got it. And he's got it, and Cam doesn't have it. Um, am I making too much out of that, Jeff Kerr? Not, not at all. Um so the first notice I had was when they drifted him, I was like, oh, okay, he might be kind of like a swing guy, kind of like Jack Driscoll might be a tackle, might be a guard. Then they listed him as guard, and all of a sudden my red flags went up, like the jersey number thing. Uh-oh, um, is Cam Jurgens? are we sure he's guaranteed that starting job? And I, I, I don't know. Like, if I had to make a bold prediction for the Eagles this year, and I don't even know if it's bold, like, for training camp, I think Tyler Steen could be the starting guard. Come week one. Hi, Jeff Kerr. Last question for me. I asked this to a couple of people last week, and uh, you're a good guy to ask it to as well. Um, I'm going to make you Jeff Laurie. So sorry I tacked oh. on about 30 some Can you odd get years. The six billion in the bank. Yeah, yeah, I'll take the I'll take yeah. the money. You're I'll driving a much nicer car if I make you Jeff Laurie. Uh, here are the purposes of the transformation. You had a call this afternoon from Roger Goodell, who says, Jeff, we, we can't believe this. We still haven't gotten the schedule done. I, these TV people are such a pain in my... Uh, but I feel bad. You had such a great year last year. You didn't win. John McMullen said you were the better team, but you didn't win the Super Bowl. So I feel really bad for you. I'm going to give you your choice. 
you can open up this year against either the Kansas City Chiefs on Thursday night, the national game, the big focus, the spotlight, everything else, kind of a tough game, or if you want to take on that Gannon guy who screwed you by talking to the Cardinals when he wasn't supposed to, I gave you a little something, something left you make a better draft pick than you did. But if you really want to stick it in his ear, week one, Arizona's playing in your house, we'll let you schedule the first game of the season. Do you want the Cardinals at home, basically a layup victory to start the season, or a true tester in the national spotlight Chiefs weeks one on Thursday night, first game of the year. Jeff, I'll let you dictate your first game. Who do you want to play? Give me the true test. Give me the Chiefs. And because I've been watching Andy Reid for 23, 24 years now, I know he's not always his sharpest early in the year. Patrick Ooh. Mahomes is. Oh. A little Andy but Reed and, shot, huh? But, but, wow. and, but Andy isn't. Wow. So, so when the Chiefs started two and three, That's not last year, the year before, I actually said, Let's not overreact to the game. I've seen, I've seen Andy Reid do this for years. The 0-2 Eagles, they started, I think, they were 3-3. Three and three. They, but He's had really good teams that started slow, and they were always the best team in the second half of the year. So get me Andy before he really gets to be Andy yeah. here. But All Patrick right. Mahomes is dangerous in September because yeah. I look at it as I could be John McCann at any time I want. I, I think uh, I think it was Kevin Kincaid last week, so I'll give him credit. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Jody. I think he was the one who said, you know, he would pick the Chiefs because the Chiefs-Eagles is more relevant so from a business standpoint. But I'll add into this. Jeffrey Lurie doesn't dislike Jonathan Gannon, so he doesn't give a a rat's ass about sticking it to him. And he knows he's going to beat the Arizona Cardinals. He was trying to give him a raise to stay. Wouldn't you you want to get off on the right foot? After Um, having lost the last game that you played, I think everyone remembers where, how, and why. I think the the business aspect overrides the – because even if you lose, you'll recover. For Um, Jeff Kerr traveling purposes, I'd rather have the Chiefs week one on Thursday Night Football. Because you're you're going or not going? Oh, oh yeah, I'm definitely going there ahead this year. There's right. no ifs, ands, or buts about that. Double check, and we'll remember not to book you on that day. Jeff Kerr, <laughs> always a pleasure, brother. Appreciate your hopping in. Any 300 games since we last had you on, which was about three weeks ago? No, um, I, I'm kind of in a minor slump right now. Ooh, oh, slumping oh. Jeff Kerr. Oh, but yeah. much like Andy Reid, slow start, finishes strong. Yeah. We have faith in your Kerr. JK, thanks, buddy. Appreciate you hopping on. Yeah, sounds great. Thanks, guys. Jeff Kerr here with us on Birds 365. Right, Surely May. Jeff doesn't have to bowl 300. Exactly. Yeah, he's he's yeah. building up over the course. Yeah. Of, yeah, like you know what the friggin' bowling season no, is. No, I don't know. Yeah, I know you don't know, nor do I, nor does anybody else other than Jeff Kerr. He's John McMullen. I'm Jody McDonald. Coming right back here on Birds 365. Heading down the shore. 
Here, imaginations run wild and time stands still. Because here, you can find the best of the Jersey Shore all on one five-mile island. So leave the old you behind and get lost in the woods. Save at Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Hi everybody, my name is Jason Lombardi. I'm an inspector at DryTech. At DryTech, we offer three major services. The first one being basement waterproofing. The second service we offer is foundation and structural repairs. And then the third service that we offer is mold remediation. If you feel you are having a waterproofing issue, give DryTech a call or check us out online. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Here on Birds 365, John McMullen, Jody McDonald. Uh, we're going to get our boy Rob Motti up here in a little under 20 minutes. Uh, lead writer for the Associated Press covering the National Football League. Uh, uh, should be always interesting talking to the Mighty Man Eagles and the upcoming NFL draft schedule release. And yeah, uh, Jeff Kerr was right because I watch way too much NFL Network. I 
uh, have it on in the background whenever we're doing a show. And when I get off the air with you, it's always on. So I'll sit down. Good morning, football, all their shows all day. It did seem like they were a little lax in promoting the schedule of release on Thursday. Because the, over the last couple of years, it has become 24, if not 48 hours of programming for them. Because that's all they talk about. And they break it down. And they bring in guys talk about specific games. A week 11 matchup between two teams in the NFC North. And they're going to go 20 minutes of conversation. I'm going, really? We're making this big a deal out of it? But it is what it is. That's their... Uh, they they are the NFL network, so they're going to go deep dive on almost everything. They were a little less in doing so last week. I expected even more because I remembered from last year, uh, just over and over and over and over and over again. Is this going to hit the fan here on Thursday, John? Are they going to push it back because they're still in fighting on TV dates and uh, European game day uh, in, in Peter's column this morning talked about the games that are supposed to be played overseas and yeah. not asking them to do too much. And the Chiefs are supposed to play two years in a row in Europe. Do they really want to do that? Is, is like CBS going, no, 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 no. We don't want a 930 in the morning game with Kansas City. We want Kansas City four o'clock Eastern. You're, you're tinkering with our ratings. Is there a chance that this stuff might yeah. not get done on time by Thursday. Yeah, there's a chance. Um, and I know I've told you numerous times, Jody, and, you know, when people make those lists of the most powerful people in sports, they're all wrong. They should all be thrown into the uh, circular file right away. The most powerful people in sports are the guys who sign the checks, the TV executives. Um, and what they want they tend to get. And obviously there's a lot of haggling because they all pay a lot of money for these games and they all want the marquee games and they all want the marquee games in the, in the spot that will get them the biggest ratings, which is generally prime time. And, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of moving parts there. You got to make everybody happy in some ways, you know, it would be better for the NFL if they could narrow it down to a couple partners, but then they wouldn't make as much money. So it's a give and take. And because they have so many people, they got to make happy all of a sudden, how do you make so many people happy? You can't. And that's the problem. That's why it takes so long. And I uh, give, Goodell and his staff, and believe me, it's not <clears throat> Rogers handling his stuff. He's got people that he has getting into the weeds on all of these details and the like. He's the overseer, but he's not sitting down on a daily basis with the television executives and his committees and the like to work through this stuff. Others are doing it, and then he comes in and uh, oversees everything. You're right. There are now so many cooks, too many cooks spoil the broth. Fox CBS, NBC, ESPN slash ABC, and Amazon. And they're all fighting for their little piece of the pie. And oh, by the way, their little piece of the pie, and I chose that phrase specifically, is billions of dollars. Even though it's just a little piece of the pie, it's billions of dollars. And that's why they had this infighting. And I'll take everybody off right now. And then don't, don't kill a messenger here. You know who gets shortchanged, John? 
you, me, all the Eagle fans, John Q public, they get the short end of this stick because the thing that they're striving for, or at least from the television side, what the guys are grasping for is flexibility. Because you and I can sit down and look at the schedule right now and say, here's a December game between this team and that team. Man, that's a must-watch game. You got this team again. And then injuries happen. And then teams aren't as good as expected. And all of a sudden, that second week of December game is like, yeah, why would I want to broadcast that game? You're talking about uh, two and ten against four and eight. When you thought before the season a rivalry game, they're both going to be good fighting for the division. Uh-oh, now that game stinks. Well, the team that paid the, the television outlet that paid billions of dollars for that game wants to get out of it in the worst way. And they get Goodell on the phone. Hey, you know how much we paid you this offseason. You got to let us flex out of this game. This is not a worthy game of a primetime slot, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. So uh, flexibility is what the television networks want. They want to be able to move around and get better games and throw a uh, mediocre game back into the hopper. And they don't care about your schedule. And I'm talking to you, whoever. Right no, now, that you're going to go out of town that week. You're going to go with the Eagles. You're going to take in that game. You're looking forward to it. Uh-oh, that game just became a Thursday game? What the hell? Why is it a Thursday? Now, why is, no. why is it a Monday night game rather than a Sunday game? Yeah, and and there are some owners. I do believe there are some owners that do care about their fans, that fight for their fans, and they are willing to give up something on the back end payment-wise, but there's a whole bunch of owners that just say, do whatever makes us the most money. Yeah, to a degree, there are some owners, I would say. I would just add that caveat. There are some owners better than other owners, to a degree. But ultimately, they're going to go with the biggest check, and they're going to agree to uh, the rules, how they set them up. You know, in a lot of ways, um, the network's fighting about the games is similar to bands, and you, what you bring up is exactly right. You know, and we're going to do it. Everybody does it. We're going to play the win and loss game. And, it, you know, but I say beforehand, you know, it's meaningless. Tell me who's healthy that week because what you said is going to happen. I don't know where, but I guarantee it's going to happen. Somebody who we think is going to be good isn't going I'll to give be you, good. Can I give you the team from last year? And, boy, was I woefully wrong about this. The Denver Broncos. They yeah. go out. They go out and get Russell Wilson. I thought that maybe Nathaniel Hackett would be a good head coach, and I'm hoping he's a good offensive coordinator going back to the Jets, but he was woefully overmanned as a head coach. I had Denver competing with Kansas City for that division, making the playoffs. If I had a chance to broadcast the Bronco game last December, I couldn't get away from it fast enough. Yeah, and vice versa. Somebody's going to be good that we don't expect to be good. Um, And, you know, but all they can do right now is fight for the games that they think are going to be good. And they might be wrong. Um, but, you know, in the moment, that's all you can do. Um, and then you mentioned the flexibility part of it as well. Um, yeah, they pay a lot of money. So they're going to try to make them happy. Every single one of them. Um It's interesting. I think, you know, people look at uh, the NFL and professional sports as these juggernauts, and they are, uh, especially the NFL. 
I, I don't think people realize how financially tied even the NFL is to the television industry because there's been a lot of speculation that, and we've talked about this before, that people are predicting it for years, streaming, streaming. It's going to go streaming. Everybody's going to stream. Young people stream. Uh, old people are going to die out like you and me, Jody, and it's going to be all streaming, 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 streaming. Hasn't happened yet. They keep predicting it. If, if, if the linear television industry collapses and the checks aren't there from the streaming giants, the, the whole the whole complexion of all yeah, sports John, changes. John, you know the checks are going to be there from the streaming giants. Well, They're I, already there. Amazon is already there. Um, Not to the deg- degree of the linear networks. They're still not. They're the they're the cheapest of the of the of the of the group, and there's this been this theory of, well, it'll be because remember you need four. It's got to be Amazon. It's got to be Netflix. It's got to be Max. It's got to be something else. Paramount, whatever. It's got to be Peacock. It's got to be and and they all have to be willing to spend as much as the linear TV. And the assumption is they will. And probably, if you ask me my prediction, 95% they will. But there is that little room of uncertainty. Greater empires than professional sports have fallen in the course of history. And all I'm trying to say is, if if, if it changes, if the landscape changes, and, and all these TV executives, and this is why they have such power, wake up one day and say, you know what? We're not getting our bang for our buck. Screw this. We'll, we'll pay you half. The whole complexion of the industry changes. Every 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 professional sport. Whole complexion changes. Yeah. Usually I'm the hypothetical guy. I think you're the hypothetical guy here. Do you really see that happening? What's the percentage chance of that happening? The network's going, yeah, you know, we're in a better position negotiating-wise. We can actually pay less. Well, here's, here's when, why. When something got cheaper these days on that kind of a level? Well, exactly. Professional sports is the exception, Jody, not not the rule. Everything has gotten cheaper. Um, they don't spend as much money on scripted programming. They don't spend any money on scripted programming. Warner Brothers Discovery, which owns, you know, pretty big company, TNT, TBS, NBA rights, NHL rights. They gutted their whole scripted television department. They don't do scripted television anymore. Well, because they got sports programming. Yeah, but but you're, you're saying it at everywhere in television has been gutted except professional sports. The assumption is, and it has been to this point, so I get why people won't even think about it, is it'll keep going up and up and up and up and up. But, you know, I did a lot of TV reporting earlier in my career. I know a lot of the people that uh, are in the, and they're concerned. Now, they think it'll always be fine for the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, the top-tier entities. But those second-tier entities... Like the whole the whole crux of spring football has been, well, if they can give us fifty million, we can make money. They won't do it. They don't do it. They haven't done it. So the second yeah, but aren't tier, the U, aren't the USFL and XFL being broadcast right now? Yeah, but right. they're not. 
they're 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 on barter deals or you know Dwayne Johnson is essentially and his company is essentially floating the money with the hope with the hope same thing with Vince McMahon that down the road they can get the big TV rights deal they don't have it yet now they have such big names they can bar hey we'll put it on we'll pay production costs cuz it's so cheap for them the networks that's why it's on they're not paying for the product. They pay for the NFL product. That's the key. TV rights fees is the key to it all. Now, I'm a, as you know, you're a wrestling guy. I'm a wrestling guy. Tony Khan as well. His whole business plan is tied to somebody paying for TV rights. Right. Right now, he's getting $45 million a year. He's losing his you know what. The hope is when the new contract comes up, he doubles or triples or quadruples, and then it'll be fine. If he doesn't, he's up you-know-what creek. TV rights fees rules the world when it comes to professional sports. Um, And if it ever changes, people got problems. I I understand the point you're trying to make, and a lot of it is valid. But I don't think you're. And I'm I I have a bunch of streaming services. I don't pay a ton. I pay enough. Um, and Amazon I have because my wife uh, has been using Amazon Prime for delivery purposes for years. So that comes along. I'm already paying for that anyway. That I didn't worry about because it's the wife's decision. But they pay, John. They pay a lot for an inferior product. And that's why they're fighting the fight these days is they got Thursday night, which is the redheaded stepchild of NFL broadcasting. And they're writing a big enough check that they're flexing their must go, wait a minute, we're not getting enough for what we're paying here. You got to do better for us, NFL. And that's why they had the, uh, the, the conversation at the owners meeting. We need to do something else for Amazon here. Maybe giving them flex, uh, and then coming up with a compromise position of, well, maybe we'll put a, a good team on there twice rather than just once a year. Oh, I, I think that trending, and again, if you're not a fan of trending, I got bad news for you. It's the future. Uh, I don't think it's going in, going away anytime soon. I think it's only going to get bigger. Can it someday take over everything? I don't know that yet, but um, I certainly believe that uh, – uh, Amazon is not sweating their partnership with the NFL as of right now. No, They're trying the to NFL, get into a better uh, position. Don't get me wrong. The NFL's the king. The NFL has nothing to worry about right now. Uh, it's the secondary sports that have a lot to worry about right. right now. A lot to worry about. Even the NBA, there was a little bit of concern with the NBA and Major League Baseball, but they have nothing to worry about right now. But right now is right now. And, you know, nobody knows where this is going 10 years from now. That's there's a lot of uncertainty uh, when it comes because all you have to do is look at TV rate. They've been gutted to the point of, uh, you know, 33 million people used to watch, you know, network television on a daily basis. uh, 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 The bet the top shows, if you want to go back further, um, you know, I'll always remember and and you'll remember the show MASH. It was so sure. popular in its time. Still, I believe today, the largest, the finale of MASH is the largest viewed 
television program ever. Super Bowls have gone over it, but scripted television show. Um, it was like 60 million people. Now, if you get 2 million people, 2 million, that's a success. It, 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 you know, at some point, again, the NFL's one of the reasons the NFL is so popular is because it has been the only, the only product that has not suffered when it comes to the television. And that includes baseball. They've all suffered. Right. Basketball, they've all suffered. The NFL has not. And People's- that's why they have the strength they have. People's downtime, how they spend their down non-working hours has become completely fragmented, except for the National Football League. They they hold their own. It doesn't drop off. Everybody else trends backwards into what they were five years ago, 10 years ago, 25, 40 years ago. Yes, you are right, John. Not the NFL. And that's why I. Uh, it's just a balancing the feelings, the wishes of their partners. But do I think they're worried at all about what it's going to be like 10 years from now? Nah, Uh, they they know that they've got the golden goose and they play those cards quite well. He's John McMahon. I'm Johnny McDonald. Coming up next, Rob Addy from the Associated Press, their lead NFL writer, jumps in on Birds 365. Weather forecasting is a team game. We rely on each other every day, updating the models and passing along new critical information. We have a team of five experienced meteorologists and a specialized weather producer, Paul. Say hi, Paul. Sometimes what I see in the model, Cecily could see something different. That's when we come together as a team to make our most accurate prediction. And all of this backed by more than 100 AccuWeather scientists. It's a team game. And we have the best team. When it comes to the fight against insurance companies, large corporations, and the healthcare industry, injured victims are always the underdog. But that doesn't worry us. At Messon Associates, we're an injury law firm from Philadelphia, and we come to fight. Our clients know that they've got representation with a chip on its shoulder, and it's the same chip that makes Philly the toughest city in the country. Call 215-568-3500 or visit us online at messalaw.com. Messa & Associates, the toughest injury firm in Philadelphia. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Celebrating the life of your loved one is what we do at Life Celebrations by Givnish. When the matriarch of the Dalloway family died suddenly at 82 years old, Life Celebrations by Givnish stepped in. They will make this the easiest thing that you, it's, it's, I know it's not easy, but it, they will make this as easy as possible. Life Celebrations by Givnish, customizing services as unique as the individual. I, I just know that my dad, who is in charge of everything, was it was not in charge of anything at that point when, when my mom passed. And, uh, uh, again, 
just another uh, shout out to this place for, for making it easy. Turning tragedy into a celebration of life, no matter how hard, is what we do at Life Celebrations by Givenish. Life Celebrations by Givenish, customizing services as unique as the individual. E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Monday edition of Birds 365, Aaron and Jacob Media YouTube channel. You got Mac and Mac. And Pat, it's a triple Mac attack, Pat McAfee. Oh, no, it's Rob Marty. It must have been the muscle shirt that kind of threw me off there. Is that you, Marty? Hey, what's up, fellas? Happy Monday. How are you, buddy? Appreciate good to see you, Rob. Man. Good to see you. Um, uh, where should we start? I'm 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 gonna start with Peter King because we talked about it. His uh, football morning in America column. He did his way too early uh, power rankings. We all know what they're worth, but um, at number one in the top category, which I believe he described as no weaknesses. The Philadelphia Eagles. Do you find no weaknesses on this particular team right now? Yeah, I, I had to jump into that way too early stuff this year, and it, I kind of felt uncomfortable because all these years <laughs> I'm talking about way too early, this way too early, that next thing you know, the day after the draft, we're putting out a way too early mock for next year. I'm like, oh, now I'm that guy. But uh, no, I, I, I don't think any team can have no weaknesses. And when you lose – Let's just start with you lose your offensive coordinator and your defensive coordinator. Yeah, I know I'm Jonathan like, Gannon's like, been yeah. a, a whipping boy for, for yeah. Eagles fans lately, especially with how things transpired. But there's a transition there, right? When you lose your two coordinators and and as and when you lose on the Eagles side as many defensive players as they did, I wouldn't call it a weakness, but there's a transition. There's going to be an adjustment. There's going to be guys who have to step up and get acclimated and play some more. So while it, it's a cool term to say no weaknesses and it's easy to just to fill in that line as a, a little blurb or whatever, I, I don't think the Eagles are a unflawed, perfect team at this point. And we always see whoever loses the Super Bowl, there's always that that little bit of a hangover the next year. I, I, I got to go back and look at it, but teams who've lost the Super Bowl have not done well even getting to the playoffs the following year. So I yeah. think it's going to be a little bit of a challenge for, for the birds this year. All right. Uh, here's where I'm going to go with uh, Peter's use of the phrase can find no weakness. I get it. He, 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 he wanted to put him in seven groups. So he had to come up with a uh, moniker for each of the seven groups. Don't know that I would use that one. Find no weaknesses. Um, Former Panther linebacker, and I guarantee you I might be the only guy in town who knows that the Greenville University nickname is Panthers, where Nick Morrow came from. Division three, outstanding linebacker at the Division three level. That's You can't have Nick Morrow as a starting linebacker and say no weaknesses. Can you, Rob Motti? Well, there you go, Jody. <laughs> you found you found one for me. Um, I, I don't I don't think you can say no weaknesses at all. You know, I'll, I'll go I'll go back to that. And and you you look at this team and you you look at some of the areas where they were able to improve. They improved strengths, uh, I thought, and, and that's a good thing for them in in, a, in the NFL draft. When you get two more pass rushers, when you get two guys more on the defensive line. Jalen Carter, Nolan Smith, who are going to 
bolster and upgrade, especially the way they like to rotate and 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 they way the way they like to go in and 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 play that way. I thought they upgraded a big time strength of the football team. They certainly weren't going to go in and add another linebacker. They just don't do that in the draft. I know everybody thought that they might go and get a running back. They didn't do that uh, via the draft, but they did via a trade. So. Yeah, Jody, uh, when you got Nick Morrow as a starting linebacker, that's that's a little bit of Maybe if head. you're uh, Greenville University, it's not a uh, weakness. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, for the NFL, it's probably not where you want to be at that particular position. And, by the way, I think Howie Roseman is going to add, I don't know when, I don't know where, but I think he's going to add a veteran linebacker at some point. Um and we'll see how that shakes out. You know, one of the more interesting stories over the past 24, 48 hours, Rob, I wanted to pick your brain about Andrew Locke yeah. in Washington uh, checking in to see if he would perhaps want to come back and play. He's still only 33 years old. Um, had Jim Irsay tweeting about potential tampering, which we know all about here in Philadelphia now with Jonathan Gannon. Um, one, are you surprised? And two, if they're uncovering every rock, the Washington commanders, to try to find Andrew Locke or somebody to play the quarterback position, why did they stop at Sam Howell? What am I missing here? Well, I, I thought that report... John was last year. Yeah, it was. It okay. was. Okay. Yeah. No, you're you're right. And and they and then this year they decided. I think this year going in going with Sam Howell is kind of saying, "Hey, we're in rebuilt mode. I don't care how they want to spin it. When you're in a division with three other teams that made the playoffs, one went to the Super Bowl, um, and you're going to go with Sam Howell as your starting quarterback. You're you're in rebuild mode. You're fourth team looking up. But that is that is a very interesting report that they if they had called the Indianapolis Colts and inquired about Andrew Luck everything's fine if they went out and reached out to Andrew's representatives as Jim Ursay indicates by putting out that tweet and I think he would know who was contacted that does violate the tampering policy so now, what does the NFL do? How do they react to that? Because when it was Tom Brady and the Miami Dolphins, it was a first-round pick. Is Are Washington, the commanders, going to be docked the first-round pick? Will they be allowed to work things out with the Colts, as we saw that the Eagles and the Cardinals were able to work something out with Jonathan Gannon for that phone call and whatever else may have transpired there? It, I, I think this is pretty interesting, and it opens up a, a little bit of um, – it's going to open up a whole lot more potential cases because guys teams talk to other players one way or another. There are, you reach out, Hey, is this guy going to potentially be interested? Is he going to hit free agency when these deals get done at, at right at the turn of free agency like that, Jody. I mean, these have been conversations that have been yeah. ongoing. It's not oh, the yeah. two-day tampering period. Well, whoa, whoa, whoa. You're, you mean T.J. Edwards didn't get a deal done in seven minutes, Rob? And uh, imagine that. Not in yeah. all the eyes and, and crossing the T's. Yeah. So um, I think this opens up a ton of potential more cases. So it's going to be very interesting to see how does the NFL move forward for, with this. Is there going to be an investigation? Is is there going to be any any kind of potential penalty? And 
Uh, I, you know, I got to reach out to Jim Mercer because he's not one to, um, he's not one to hold back. So Lynch let's see word, what, yes. yeah, let's yes. see what he says about this. Get some good quotes out of him. And Rob, I know you've been, I've never been, John has been, uh, the best tampering fest is the combine. You see the general managers huddling with the agents and you go, oh, who are they talking about? Well, they got no players on their team that are represented by him. Oh, might it be a free agent that's available that would fit for that team? Oh, no, they weren't having that conversation. It's so blatant at the combine. <laughs> Why do you think the NFL is now cracking down? If they are, right? Because they haven't. Well, the, I think uh, yeah, you have to at least give it some credence because of what they negotiated between the Eagles and the Cardinals. That yeah. never happened. A phone call between a general manager. They, you tell me that's never happened before? A it, coach who's prepping for a playoff mm -hmm. game at a time you're not supposed to be talking. There's never been a call like that made before. The Eagles called them on the carpet. Yeah, the Cardinals self-reported. That happened, I'm sure. Somebody <laughs> blew the whistle on them, and the NFL felt that they needed to act. What do you think changed? I think the Eagles raised a big stink about it. I think it depends on who the uh, aggrieved party is. If if it was a, a, in a case where the, the team and the coach left and they're like, yeah, whatever, or they won the Super – had the Eagles won the Super Bowl, this, no. may have been a, this may have been a different – Not even a story, Rob. Yeah, it, it would have been a different uh, – yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think the way that worked out, the Eagles are pretty ticked off about it. And no matter what they say or the face that they put out you know, publicly, you can't be happy with that. Raise enough of a stink and you're going to get something done. And, and they were able to do that. Now, clearly, Jim Hersey has followed along because he's now creating – an, uh, uh, an impression that he's not happy with that. So now the NFL's being uh, put uh, put in, in the spotlight here. What are you going to do um, if this really happened? If that if it unfolded that way, they did set a precedent a year ago with Tom Brady when they when they docked Miami a first round. <clears throat> yeah. Once you once you do that, now you got to take everyone seriously, and teams would be wise and would be smart to raise this thing. Well, you know, Jody brought something up, and I don't know, so I want to run it by you, Rob. There was a – Adam Schefter mentioned that Jalen Carter called the Eagles um, to say he wanted to, to play with them, whether it was draft night or, or shortly before. Do you know the timing, Jody? I, I forget the no, timing. No, I don't either. He just said before the draft. Yeah. Um Potential draftees calling teams. Uh, are, are there any restrictions to that? I don't know what could be accomplished. Now, Jalen denied it. I mean, if Seattle wants to take him at five, they take him at five. It doesn't matter who he wants to play for. But uh, do you know any sort of, of the restrictions or the rules when it comes to that, to potential draftees contacting teams maybe they want to play for? <clears throat> Yeah, that's a that's a great question. I don't I haven't heard of any kind of yeah, restrictions on that. And I've heard other stories where uh, I, now I, I'm forgetting who it was, but it, it it may have been a quarterback who had fallen in the draft and called the team and, and said, you know, uh, uh, wh whatever concerns that they may have had, th those are I'll take care of that or, or something along those lines. I don't see, but did Jalen Carter the the, the more intriguing part of that is did he call them when before the draft entirely hey i'm fine going 10 <clears throat> or was it when they were on the clock at number nine or yeah. closing in after seattle didn't pick them because when we looked at that draft going in i had seattle at five 
Eagles at 10. Those are the two top 10 teams that look like. So once it went through Seattle and, and, <clears throat> and they went with Witherspoon, is it then that he, he made that phone call? I think that's an interesting point to that. Yeah, Schefter said it on radio station here in Philadelphia, and I just uh, uh, thought it was was very interesting because yeah, Jalen came out and said, it, "No, I don't <laughs> remember making that call. Uh, don't know what he's talking about." Uh, so I, I, I thought it was very interesting and something that we we'll probably keep our eye on going forward. All right, I, I want to run this by you, Mister Marty, because I've done this with a couple other guests that we've had, and I'm back to Nick Morrow and Greenville University and the <laughs> fact that the Eagles. I think still need an upgrade at linebacker Patrick queen of the Baltimore Ravens. Mm. They chose not to pick up the fifth year option on his contract. They drafted his potential replacement, the kid Simmons in the third round from Clemson this year. If he were to come out on the open market, I'll give you the deal. You tell me who doesn't pull the trigger. Eagles give the Mm. Ravens a second round draft pick but the Ravens give the Eagles back a third round draft pick. So that's about 120 points on the draft value chart, which is equivalent to a third round pick. I would say just Eagles give them a third round pick, but the Eagles don't have a third round pick to give right now. So you got to finagle it a little bit. Is Patrick Queen walk year worth a third round draft pick to a team like the Eagles? So they're getting Patrick Queen and and a third. For a and a third for, for a second? Yeah, I'd, I'd make that deal. And we've seen uh, – John, you just mentioned a little bit earlier how you, you, you believe they'll still add a linebacker. We've seen how we do that waiting until June, even into yeah. August. When was Ronald Darby acquired? This Super August, Bowl year? That yeah, was in, camp. in camp, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. And obviously uh, last year, Chauncey was August DJ, 30th. DJ, so, right, late. Yeah. 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 So and, and that's, that's kind of um, – <laughs> been a little bit of a, an, an MO, go get these guys on, on potential uh, walk years. I, Patrick Queen's a guy who started 50 games already in the NFL. He, he's a upgrade, a big-time upgrade for a team that looks like it is a certain Super Bowl contender. Some people think they have no weaknesses, so why not go out there and build yeah. on this team? Well, they don't need them, Rob. They don't need them. They have no weaknesses. Well, uh, since we don't agree on that point right there, right. We, we, yeah, I, 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 a third round pick you're getting, I, I would make that deal. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't think how we values, you mentioned Ronald Darby, they valued the cornerback position. That's an interesting yeah. trade because he got injured early in the season, but came back. Obviously they won the Super Bowl, So. Was that um, just for J Matt? I forget. Was it just a straight up Jordan Matthews for Ronald Darby trade? Or no, they there... had to give up a draft pick. I have to double check. And they gave up a pretty significant uh, pick. I'll, I'll have to double check. It was Jordan but, Matthews uh, and a pick, huh? Yeah. Um, and, and Darby was, uh, I think they thought he was going to be a really good player. Um, so, you know, they probably overpaid a little bit, at least at the time. Um, and, you know, you can argue, let's see, uh, and a third-round pick. So it was Matthews oh, and the third-round pick. So pretty significant, pretty significant. Uh, pretty significant. And last year, they got they got CJ at a bargain basement rate uh, because New Orleans just yeah. wanted out of that relationship. So it kind of depends on the situation. 
I just don't think they value linebacker enough to to send that kind of valuable asset in their minds, even a third-round pick, Jody. I, I think fourth-round pick, that's where it would start with me. If they can get them down to that, I think they'd do it. I, I Those day-two picks, man, it's going to have to be at a valuable position. Get a day-two pick these. back. You're giving up a day-two pick and getting a day-two pick yeah, back. Yeah, but I, I, I'm saying day-two picks are off the table. From that uh, at that position, I think for you're the, not trading a day two pick. You're giving up a day two pick and getting a day two pick. I understand. You're you're yeah. You're that's what makes about, it. You're you're talking about spot. You're talking about draft. You're moving up however many spots. So you still have the pick, but it goes from second. I understand what you're saying. I'm saying forget about day two. I'm moving on day two. I'm saying at linebacker, it starts on day three with this team. I could be wrong. They need help at the position. That's just my belief. Did Howie give up that day two pick for Ronald Darby? Again, I know position. Cornerback, he, he cares about. Running, uh, linebacker, he doesn't. But he gave up a do, uh, day two pick and a player to get Ronald Darby. Well, that's right? my whole point. I'm talking about the position. Position, position, position. Look at their look at them at cornerback now. They have Darius Slay. They have James Bradbury. They bring in Greedy Williams. They draft Calais Ringo. They still have Zach McBears. I mean, they value that position. Linebacker, we're talking, hey, N'Kobe Dean, you and yeah. your 35 snap, it's all on you. No weaknesses, baby. Go do it. That, well, there's yeah. a difference between their value of those positions ostensibly, or would you disagree, Rob? No, I, I agree that they, they clearly don't put value on line. They haven't done that historically. You go back to the way they treated Jeremiah Trotter when he he left after, what was it, 2003 season. So that, that's just been an organizational philosophy. But if they want a linebacker, well, actually, he's not going to be an edge rusher, right? Michael yeah. Parsons was in the building in Philly. <laughs> yeah, we were he, talking he, about that. You don't even have to go home. Just just yeah. put hey, he's 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 all about that. But Mike is more he's, – he's an edge. He's not really a, yeah. a linebacker. So not going to fit the bill. All right, Mighty Man, Thursday is the NFL schedule release. Maybe. Or at least they're hoping Maybe. for it. Yeah, they <laughs> haven't completely locked it in yet, but when it does come out, whenever it comes out, game one, night one, Thursday night, not Amazon, NBC, first game of the year, Kansas City Chiefs versus <clears throat> I think it could be a rematch of the Super Bowl. You, you look at Eagles and Chiefs in, in that as a potential matchup, and and that's been one that a lot of people think could happen. It makes a ton of sense. Um, I, I don't like to see interdivision games in week one. I prefer seeing them middle of the season, later in the season. If you're going to have an NFC-AFC matchup, and it, it, that's the way it should start. And that was the last game of the season. That should, It makes all the sense in the world for it to be the Eagles – uh, Jalen Hurts coming off that contract, coming off that Super Bowl Thursday night football at Arrowhead and whatever else it's called with those initials uh, against the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Now, Rob, you you have a lot of contact with the league office. You know they got to make Amazon happy now. They got to make Fox, ABC. See how many? Uh, there's so many they got to make happy. Black Friday game. You yeah. got a Christmas triple header. There's there's so many elements that go into this. How, are, are they pulling out the hair, or they have no hair left, like Jody and I, because they 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 have too many cooks in the in the kitchen that they got to make happy. They got to make everybody happy. 
That's why I think we're at Monday right now, and we haven't heard the official announcement that the announcement is coming. Nor- normally, they're gonna they're gonna milk it for uh, a little bit and say yeah. all, all we have heard was <laughs> they are hoping to, expecting to, just because last year it was released on that Thursday, whatever the date was, 10, 11, 12, right around there. And this would be the Thursday, Thursday night. So uh, I, I think it's a little bit more complex, a little bit more complicated this year, the addition of a, a couple other uh, elements to it. So um, you know what, though? Th- those guys are all well compensated. The league is a billion-dollar industry. I don't feel bad for them. All you got to do, <laughs> do is set, set yeah. a schedule, yeah. make it happen, and do the right thing. Uh, stick it. Uh, I'm sure you, you pop it into the, the system, and you get a billion different ways it can come out, and you choose the best way to go. Rob, we haven't had Jan since uh, the Eagles made an addition to their run backing, uh, running back room uh after the draft as the draft was ongoing adding deandre swift in a trade with the lions we know they've already signed rashad penny they've got uh kenny gainwell and boston scott coming back and a bunch of guys coming in to take a shot either undrafted free agents or guys working out this week to try and get themselves on the 90-man roster miles sanders scored a bunch of touchdowns last year rushed for over 1200 yards somebody's got to replace it we don't think it's going to be any one individual. Uh, we'll jettison ahead to September. How are the touches? How are the carries? How are the plays going to leak out on the Eagle back uh, backfield this year? You got to guess. Uh, I think it, it's hot hand. It's always going to be hot hand with this team and who's healthy. Uh, with Rashad Penny, obviously, we've seen a, an injury history. DeAndre Swift hasn't um, been able to play all 16, all 17 games. So um, it's it's whoever whoever is healthy at the moment, whoever's got the hot hand. But that's what they do. They're running back by committee. When you're paying those two guys, uh, what is it, less than $3 million, about $3 million? And, and, yeah, and DeAndre's at like $1.8, and uh, they paid Rashad six hundred grand guaranteed. So That's yeah. just, to me, it's, it's incredible value you're getting at that running back position and makes a ton of sense. We've seen, up until this draft, we've seen where that the running back position has <clears> been devalued <throat> to the point where teams aren't really picking top 10 and top 12. And of course, B. John Robinson goes eight and Jameer Gibbs goes 12. But I, I, I'm, I love what the Eagles do there. I think they have enough guys to where they'll be able to continue. I, their run game starts with Jalen Hurts. When you hear people talking about how well they effectively run the football and what kind of it starts, it starts with Jalen Hurts and that offensive line. And if that offensive line is going to stay healthy and dominate, and if Hertz is healthy, it really doesn't matter whether it's Penny, whether it's Swift, whether it's uh, Boston Scott, Kenny Gainwell, or a to-be-determined uh, Trey Sermon, whoever it may be, right? Uh, I think those guys will be able to, to run behind that line and and, the, and what Jalen Hurts adds to that run game and how they keep defenses yeah. off balance is, is such a big-time asset. <clears throat> so where I think they can get away with that and not have to pay Miles Sanders the money he's getting. That was my argument during the Bijan or bus days here in yeah. Philadelphia, Rob. I was like, you got Jalen Hurts. You don't need uh, Bijan Robinson. It was never going to happen. Yeah, no. it was never going to. And I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm not in Philly anymore where I'm listening to the talk radio daily. And and I don't know how hot and heavy it got. Oh, it was, oh. It was, oh, very, it was bad. Very, it was, 
if, yeah. if you know anything about the team and have yeah, followed know. them and know how he's – they just don't value. They're not going to yeah. do that. And, yeah. and I love B. John Robinson. Love the kids. Sat down with him. Talked to him. Think he he's an he's a extremely talented player and and a very polished. Oh, I, got I think he's a great player. Yeah. But I, I I tried to tell people is McMullen hates Robinson, Bijan Robinson, McMullen. No, <laughs> the Eagles aren't going to take him. I swear, Rob. I think people like to be lied to. I, I really. <laughs> oh, <don't>. in Philly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they were never going to take him. It was never going to happen. But. And now everybody's happy with Jalen Carter. It's funny how that works out. But yeah, uh, I, yeah. I, I'm a little concerned there. Rob, the much too early power rankings that you said you were kind of pushed into doing that you were a little uncomfortable doing. What were your top three teams in the NFC? How, how did you put the top three teams in the conference in what particular order? Uh, pretty sure I, I had Cowboys, Eagles, and, and 49ers. And the only reason I didn't have the Eagles – uh as the wow. top team. Uh, the only reason yeah i didn't have them as the top teams because I, I i always feel that there's a little bit of that super bowl hangover we talked about there's always a little bit of of uh, how difficult it is to lose a super bowl get that close and then you start to lose some coaches and you start to lose some players and can you can you go through that like the eagles were very healthy as a team last year like that offensive line yeah. stayed healthy like you never know if the injury bug is going to hurt them do i think they're the most talented team on paper yes but because i factored in the intangibles and all that stuff i actually put uh the cowboys in the super bowl which i know philly ah, fans are ooh, yeah it's a good no, good not. thing you're in south philly right now uh, yeah. south, uh you're down in florida and not in south philly that I, would I think Bengals cowboys is philly, my own yeah. I like the I like the Bengals. I was gonna. I'm glad Jody went there. I was gonna ask you who in the NFC. Now I assume you picked the Cowboys before you realized the Eagles had no weakness. Now you'll have to make the proper adjustments. But uh, yeah, and, and I love the 49ers. I think that they're they're going to be assuming they can get Brock Purdy back um, relatively maybe by October. I saw Brock at I saw him at the Super Bowl. We were work and not the Super Bowl, the draft. We were working out at the same. He was. He was. He wasn't there to announce the Mister Irrelevant. He was yeah. there doing a little promotion. And we were working out in the gym at the hotel, and uh, he's got the scar on his elbow. And he, he's a, he's a great kid. He one of the 49ers who has never blamed Philadelphia or the fans or the Eagles, and knows that the better team won that. But looks like he's on, on schedule, and I don't think he'll be ready for September. But I, I think if he can be ready by October, they'll be okay. To, to go. So I, I think it'll be 49ers, Cowboys, Eagles, top. All right. So then let, let me follow up with that. Since you got inside info, you're on a treadmill next to him and you're saying. <clears> it's exactly what he was how, doing. He how, wasn't how, doing any heavy weight. No. With that how, how big was that scar, that right, Jody. How big was the scar? Pretty big. It was, it was nasty looking. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. So if that's the case and say Brock's got the right read, you're taking him at his word. Um, October 1st, week four misses the first three games of the season that's when he makes his return who's going to be the 49 quarterback for the first three weeks mm, sam darnold or sam trey Lance? Arnold, baby yeah i, I that he, he still hear those rumors about trey lance you still hear a, a little bit of, of conversation you and i talked about this before on on this uh episode on this show with uh the, the vikings being a potential suitor 
for yeah, Trey Lance. I love guys. Kirk Johnny's, Johnny's still yeah. pushing the. Yeah, you're not the Cousins. only one. Rob I keep, knows. I keep, hear, I keep hearing that Trey Lance and and the he's from that area yeah. and, and and all that stuff that could have Sam. Sam Darn, they also brought in Brandon Allen, right? They yeah, got, they yeah. got, they got like a, five quarterbacks. They got, Nick Foles is available if they need another veteran yeah. in, in that room. So Kyle, uh, Kyle's hilarious because Kyle, um, and, and I'm sure you know Kyle a little bit, he, he reminds me of John Gruden back in the day. He would fall in love with a quarterback and then fall out of love quicker. He hates <laughs> every quarterback he coaches except – for Kirk Cousins. And nobody has ever stopped talking about it for years. Yeah. Uh, about him trying to get back together with Kirk Cousins. He, he, he's, he's, he, my, my guy Brock's his answer, though. Just get healthy and there you go. You got you don't have to pay $45 million to a Well, here's the thing with Brock. I, and I can only go with baseball. I mean, you see, I don't, I, I don't see any yeah, way know. he's back. I, it, it, even by October. And yeah. people have brought up Bryce Harper yeah, here. I was going to say that Bryce Harper come back in July, Johnny Mack. He's Mack. the agent, though. He's the yeah. agent. This guy's got to throw a football. <laughs> this is like a pitcher coming back. Yeah. I, that, I, I, that, there's not even – Although it, it, wasn't, it wasn't like a full Tommy John. I believe he had the brace procedure as well. You know, I, we didn't, I didn't ask him if it was the – I'll, I'll find out. But I don't think it was a full Tommy John reconstruction. Well, that would help. All right. Yeah. Then maybe I can buy it a little bit more. Um, boy, September's. Uh, I I can't even imagine September. I think October. They would count themselves lucky if he could be back by October. And who knows? By the way, that team is so good, Rob. I'll yeah. throw out this speculation at Rob Body. Make sure you follow Rob on Twitter tremendous AP NFL writer. Nobody's more plugged into this league than Rob Motti. If you're San Francisco, say it's October, Brock's ready to come back. They're a really good team. We all know that. They're 4-0 and with Sam Darnold, 5-0. and You're going to bench Sam Darnold at that point for a guy coming do. off a UCL injury? It'd be, it'd be tough to do. And in, in that division, like I, I don't think the Rams are going to be competitive. Uh, I think Arizona is going to be a potential last place, number one pick in the draft kind of team. Seattle, uh, it's upgraded for sure. They made the playoffs last year, but Geno's got to do it for another season. I think they can afford to come out of the gate at 2-2 two and two even, guys. They don't even have to come out 4-0. and oh. But if they are 4-0, oh, as you're saying, if they're 4-0, and 5-0, oh, and oh, it's hard to bet. It, it's hard to bench any quarterback for someone who isn't fully established, being paid uh, gazillions of dollars. This is this is Brock Purdy that you would be benching Sam Darnold or Trey Lance or whoever's five and zero for. I think it'd be hard to do. And the thing is, you're judging him in practice because there yeah. are no games. There's there's no minor league rehabs for. Uh, quarterbacks to show that their arm is okay. You just got to kind of throw them into the mix, which is going to be difficult. But it's going to be fun, and we'll be talking about Rob Marty uh, with him during the season, about all his stuff, Eagles-related as well. Uh, go work out. Uh, he's going to go pump iron. Brock Purdy may just be on the treadmill, but Marty's going to go pump iron. Heck yeah. By his outfit. Thanks, fellas. Thanks, Rob. Rob Motti from the Associated Press here with us on Birds 365. All right, run a little late, come back, final timeout. We will put a bow on the show.
Do you stream on a Roku, Fire Stick, Google TV, or Apple TV? Now you can watch 6ABC 24-7 with the 6ABC Philadelphia streaming app. In the big story on Action News. Search 6ABC Philadelphia and start streaming today. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement, but would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go birds! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. All right, did you know I was the mommy slam dunk champion? Really? <laughs> yes, really, don't sound so surprised. Let's see it. Oh, you're ready. All right, here we go. Let's hear the crowd. So go to right, go to left. Fake them out. Mama, go up, up, up. She did it. Again? You can't avoid gravity, but United Healthcare can help you avoid financial surprises by helping you compare costs and doctor quality ratings. United Healthcare. Uh huh. day-out basis this week, but we're also going to add a little bit of an out-of-town look, uh, since it is schedule Schedule week, week, supposedly. If it happens on Thursday, uh, we know the Eagles will be playing a couple of teams twice next year. Ended up, they played a couple of teams twice, including uh, uh, postseason stuff, which made it a third-time matchup with the Giants. Um, the three teams in the division, Dallas, Washington, and New York. Uh, we're going to try and get somebody up from each of those towns. Guys, we've had on the show previously uh, when the Eagles match up against them in the regular season. Well, we'll find out when they're going to be playing them this season. We know they're going to play them twice each. Uh, so we got a uh, uh, commander guy up, a Dallas guy up. I'm working on a 
giant guy, a New York guy. But uh, we're going to add to the Eagle conversation by bringing in uh, the opponents who the Eagles will be playing twice this year uh, as the week goes on uh, before we get to Thursday. Johnny, give me a percentage chance this thing doesn't happen on Thursday. The, the NFL says, yeah, you know what? Give us till first thing next week. Monday. Monday. Guaranteed we'll have it for you on Monday. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. Uh, we'll be back on Monday with the schedule announcement. Well, I'm gonna give it, uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a 10% chance. Mm-hmm. I think there's a slight chance it could happen. Pushback is, you know, um, at, at, in the in the realm of uh, in the NFL, NFL media, the media arm, the NFL network, all those guys, they're low man on the totem pole. So I don't think they give that much, you know, what credence to, um, you know, promotion. And they'll change it if they have to change it. Um, so I, I'm not saying great chance, but I'd put it at 10%. Small. All right. Yeah. That's a good number. Um and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but it was Adam Schefter who first let it be known that September 11, uh, May 11th was the target date. I don't remember if he was reporting that, extemporaneously talking about that. What does Twitter fall into for you? Is for Adam, what- for Adam, it's reporting because that's what he does. He puts stuff on Twitter. Okay. Uh, for me, it's not. Uh, um yeah, but for him it is. Um, so, you know, typically the NFL, yeah. I mean, you remember, Jody, it used to come out in mid-April. They pushed it back. They kept pushing it back. Now they have it in May. Um, one of the reasons why is because they made it into the big show and all that kind of stuff. But um, if they have to move it back, they'll move it back. It's not uh, – it's not – you know, it's not it's not one of their pillars they're they're built on that it has to be on this particular day. Right. But uh Adam Schefter is since he reported it, he's gonna have to clean the leg off his face. Or yeah, not be- really, because he was told it. If you're told it and report it and they change their minds, I mean it's not your fault. I, I you know. Does he report that he was told that? The we we assume he was told that, but Unless you're going to attach a name to it, is it really reporting it? That well, uh, yeah, uh, you know, that's one of the things that people don't understand. You know, you can't name a source <laughs> if they don't want to be named. <laughs> exactly. All right, Johnny Mac, uh, Johnny McMullen and his sources will be here tomorrow. I will be here tomorrow. We're guaranteeing that the Birds 365 show will be back here on the Jacob YouTube channel in two and two. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.